What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars. I am Aaron. This is Mark. And we have a special guest with us tonight. We have one of our favorite people in the lounge. Just not in the lounge, but in general. There's only three of us in here, so that's well, not tough. Well, I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying, like... It's clearly my favorite person in the room. <laughs> right. Clearly. I'm saying, like, in general. Oh. Yes. Yes. That makes yeah. me feel specialer. Yeah. So. Yes. Yep. So we have D over here with us tonight. Yes, Hello. we do. The the you are the first sister of the leaf we've had on the show. I'm so excited. I feel very special and honored. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, a lot to get into. We're going to hear the full adventure of what your life has been up to this point of how you got into cigars and yep. got uh, how you just came in totally blind, pretty much to West End cigars and. Yep, and it's you, the the way you got into the cigar culture is one of my favorite stories, and I can't wait to have you share it to everybody 100%. else. Say it's just sort of as unique as the way I go about things on it a is, regular yeah. basis. Now that I know you very well, it is it is a very D story. It is it it does you know when you think about all the things you've been through and and obviously knowing you like we do, it is it is so you. And you're so matter of fact when you tell the story, but we'll, we'll get into that um, and enjoying that. And it was cool to see, you know, we're going to, you know, this is an example of the type of interview we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is what we're about is cigar shop culture. And you're a big part of this, the culture up here. I know uh, we, you know, I saw the, all the hugs going on as we uh, social distanced um, up here, but you know, we part of social distancing. <laughs> we're not, there's a reason they locked us out for a while. <laughs> there is. This has been the best thing because I'm not a hugger. It's like, ah, you can't touch me yeah. anymore. But it was it was great. We saw Red tonight and uh, Bert and uh, Doug. Saw Leanne. Saw Leanne. So yep. um, we're going to have Leanne on an upcoming episode. Yep. So, um, and, and so, you know, one of the things that we want to explore is the Sisters of Leaf is coming a bigger part of the culture of a cigar lounge. And it's one of those things I remember – 15 years ago, women weren't. And so you, your story is so unique, but, um, let's, let's start by talking about what we're smoking tonight before we get into your cool story. Yeah. So, you know, everybody knows the rule, the guests choose a cigar and it's actually nice because we're choosing or D chose a cigar, the, my father, the judge. Um, this is a, this is one that I don't smoke honestly at all. I've had it maybe once or twice. And the few times that I've had it, I, there's just been something about it I haven't really liked. Um, but this is the first one I've had today. And that first initial draw, I was like, all right, this got some stank to it. And I don't remember that the first time. Hmm. So maybe my mind will change after this. So you might have like opened up a little bit of a avenue of, you know, my father is a great, they make great cigars. They so. Do. Do you, have you smoked this one before? No, I, I actually haven't. That's this is what I was gonna say. What I typically do when I come mm-hmm. up to the shop is I go with whoever's working and I say, This is what I'm looking for today. And mm, we nice. they put stuff out because I don't have anything that I'm like, that's my favorite. I need to smoke that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. I like trying new things and yeah. finding stuff. Because I'm still new enough to it. It'll be three years, June seventeenth, I believe, yeah. since yeah. I started. And um I, I'm still at that point where I'm I'm finding the flavors I like and the combinations and the this, that, and the other. And sometimes I know what I want. Like tonight I wanted something spicier, something richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just like, eh, what's something out there? Give me a shot. Let me yeah. try it. Yeah. The one thing I know I don't like is sweet cigars. 
Just no. No, 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 no. Breaking down all the stereotypes. Right. Oh, I hate those so much. Yeah. 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 I, mean, you, I mean, you like, whenever I'm working and, you, and you're like, uh, I'm like, what do you want to try tonight? She's like, ah, I don't know. I'm feeling something spicy and full. I'm like, ah, just just down my my alley. Yeah. Yeah, I've pretty much discovered if Doug likes it, I'm going to love it. So. <laughs> and since Doug was here tonight and the one helping me pick these out. Yeah, yeah. It so this is well. a, And I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's very nice. Yeah. It does have, it's, it is a rich cigar. I, now, I do, I know Doug was saying that I should not rip this cigar. I'm the one who's actually smoked the cigar several times. I actually kind of do like the judge. I know yeah. Doug, Doug was thinking that I was the one who was going to criticize this cigar. I'm a big My Father's Cigar fan. I mean, I, I don't smoke yeah. a ton of these, but I do like these cigars. Um and the judge is is one of the ones that I enjoy smoking. And it's it's it, solid. It's the, the my father like they just have the the they're vast on everything. There's a ton of there's cigars. there's a ton and and yeah. and, and like it's weird. Like my favorite, my father is the one that's a lot of people's not favorite. Um, but this one, it's just I don't know. There's it, it's going to probably maybe change my mind at the end of the show, and we'll we'll see. So you're prejudging. No, I mean, I, I am. I'm, I, it does I'm, start with a funk. It does. Not, I mean, which I yeah, love. I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't remember yeah. that the first time. But since this is the first, so one where I've had is today. funk? Because uh, I didn't see the funk on the flavor wheel. <laughs> flavor wheel. Flavor wheel guy. Well, I, I would put funk as like uh, earthiness, earthiness, a little bit dry. But like right. funk is in between mothball and old book. I mean, it's. See, I think I like the old book part, mothball. Not See, I so love I love the smell of mothball. I mean, it's just like it reminds me of like grandma's attic or something. Like that's just uh, right because between. you're like grandma sent you there a lot, or I mean, yeah. this is like yeah, you spent a lot well, of time. I guess, in the I guess it's more like basement, ba- okay. like, ba- Base, like basement. Okay. Like they they had they had a pool table. Down I grew up there. in the north. We did basements, not attics. Yeah. You know, yeah, yes, yeah. It's I right. Mean, yeah. It's right between Grand and Railroad. <laughs> There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There. You go. How long were you sitting on that joke? Uh, joke? Forty-five seconds. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Well, do you, why don't you uh, yeah. tell everybody out there how you actually got into yeah, let- you know cigars? So I have. I, I went to school, high school over in Indonesia, and so I have friends all over the world, and I have one friend who comes through to Little Rock every once in a while, who um, for business, and we would meet up down at the Capitol Hotel. And he would smoke a cigar after dinner. We'd just hang out and, you know, catch up on everybody, how his parents are doing and family and whatnot. And um, they quit selling cigars down at the Capitol Hotel. And so he looked it up and he found West End. So we popped over here. And so I'd been over here a couple times just hanging out with him while he smoked. And I didn't smoke anything and just really really liked it. It felt like hanging out in your living room, Mm -hmm. just talking with people. And you got to talk with just everybody sitting here. It didn't seem to matter if you knew the people or not, which appeals to me tremendously. I'm, I'm... Slightly extroverted, you know, just to be able to, to meet people and talk to them and, and people weren't stuck on their phones. They were actually having conversations yeah, and I really yeah. like that. So I commented on the Facebook website and I can't go back and change it now. It's there forever that even though I don't smoke, I really enjoyed hanging out here. So because I had commented, I got this notice that there was this event coming up about, um, this person who'd been this third generation cigar smoking or family and he was going to teach you everything you need to know about cigars. And I went, and I have, um, it's not FOMO, fear of missing out. I have um, fear of looking stupid. So, mm-hmm. um, and so like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, I don't like wine, but I've gone to wine tasting classes. Yeah. So I know what my friends are talking about. Yeah. I can't stand to not know. And so I went, this is a good <laughs> chance. I will go and I will learn about cigars and this will, this will be fascinating. 
I'd never smoked anything before in my life, ever. Nothing. Okay? We just make that really clear. Mm-hmm. But I like the smell of cigar smoke. My yeah. granddaddy smoked pipes, and, you know, and I, nice. I like that smell. And yep. so um, I showed up, and it was Jose Blanco, Jose right? Bl- yeah, Blanco. Blanco. And he had this cigar, and it had four or five wrappers on it. I've got a picture yeah. that I'll share. Yep. but And um, he hands it to me. And he says, are you going to smoke with us tonight? And I said, and I said, what I just said, I've never smoked anything. I don't know. And he goes, this is going to ruin you for life. And he was right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that was a cool night. And it, it was just, it was one of those. And I started smoking it and I was like, I could tell the difference in the flavors as yeah. we was talking about it and we're doing it. Cause he was, you know, it was a really interesting conversation. And it was like with beer, other than the most amazing beer in the world ever, for the most part, they all taste the same <laughs> to me. Wine always tastes like bad grape juice to me. Yep. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, there's these things, but so I'd never gotten into those, but cigars, I can tell what he's talking about here. I can taste this. I can taste this difference. I can, this is really neat, you know? And so, um, one of the things he said that night was, you know, that, uh, cigars take on the most important thing about smoking cigars is who you smoke them with because mm-hmm. cigars take on the atmosphere of what you're doing. And so don't hang out with assholes because, and, <laughs> and this is very true. It's incredibly true. Uh, that you want to make sure that you're smoking with people you like having a conversation with because I've discovered I don't like smoking alone. You know, I know y'all talk about, you know, the people that sit on the front porch and they have their coffee and they smoke the cigar. That's not why I enjoy it. I enjoy it because smoking a cigar, it's an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours where you just get to sit and talk with somebody, Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and, um, it's, it's this, this, uh, connection that you don't have in our world anymore. Yeah. You know, everyone's in their phones and, you know, you come in here and you can sit down and you've got, I, and I'm, I'm going on about a bunch of different stuff, but like the, because the third anniversary was shortly after I started smoking mm-hmm. and I showed up and it was like, um, you had just done a cross section of little rock, yeah. you know, yeah. it was, um, every economic status. It was every color. It was, you know, gay straight. It was, Basically, if you'd taken a hundred people in Little Rock and made them, you know, a representation of the city, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Hundred yeah, people, yeah. And it was just, it was this phenomenal sort of eye-opening thing. It was like because we're in the shadow of a really big church, mm-hmm. and yeah. I kind of went, "This is what church is supposed to be like." Yeah, it's it's you know because Martin Luther King Jr. said it, you know, that the most segregated time in the U.S. is eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning, <laughs> and he's not wrong, you know, no. and, and it still is, unfortunately, unfortunately, and it's just. And, and, but to be here and realize that it doesn't matter, Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to sit down and we're going to have a conversation and we might not agree, but True. we're going to be civilized about it. True. And, and we're going to, we're just going to enjoy each other's company and we're not going to demonize the person sitting across from me yep. because they don't agree with me because this is somebody I'm looking at. This is somebody I'm talking to. Yep. This is somebody I love them. Even Regardless. if I don't, even if we don't agree on yeah. this thing. Yeah. But well, we both um, like cigars and that's we do. enough. Well, and that's the, that's the one commonality I've said it, you know, on another show before, like no matter what you do outside these walls, in these walls, you're a cigar, you're a cigar smoker first. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the one thing that you have in common with everybody in the shop at least. So it's. Yeah. And it, it, it is fascinating. And so, so like to come back to it is, so I would pop in once in a while and, um, but then I found out about the poker games and then <laughs> I started showing up regularly. Yeah. So. You are you are a regular in the poker game, and we, yes. you and I, have played poker um, several times together. Because for a while I was a regular in the game, I don't play as regularly as, anymore. But it's um, fun when we can get you to. 
I know. I enjoy playing with you as well, D. You know I do. Yes. Um, I try not to take it personally. It hurt. I cry a little bit. I know. I, I know. I know you do take it personally. Um, I actually enjoy playing cards with you as well because I like playing a very friendly game, a very loose game where we play a lot of hands and we yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you and I play that way. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, so I, we were I, talking about. I'm this. explaining on yes. on. I'm explaining on the podcast. Uh, uh, partially why uh, I play when you play and why I don't necessarily uh, some other times. So whenever poker comes back, if you want Mark to play, you just have to make sure that D plays as well. Right? You need to play more hands as, to, as a well, group. Just like a little faster. You need to get yeah. Taz back because yes. I miss Taz. my brother Taz. Because yeah. Taz, um, besides being one of the nicest guys in the world, um, uh, was crazy like me in that card game, and I just pushing hands. He, well, he's really he, he, was just, he knows how to run a table and he run knows it how well. to run a Yeah, and he was also a ton of fun to play cards with, yeah. and w- one of my favorite people in the world. Um, but you do you do play car, uh, you do part of the poker game. You've also become a big part of the the shop. I know um, you've become uh, a big part of the shop up here. You're a regular up here, you, do you, and you live pretty close to the shop, even though you work up near the Conway shop. Right. Well, and that's just, you know, it's, uh, the joke is, is I live a mile and a half up the road from the shop here and then they open the other shop right next to where I work. And I really appreciate Brandon doing that for me. So that's very nice, Brandon. It's very helpful. So I've heard Brandon has told me that uh, some of the Axiom people, they can still connect to their Wi-Fi. Yes. So so they're doing a lot of work <laughs> at I the mean, West End shop. So is it that? Or is the Wi-Fi that good? No, that's what that's what I that's what I did because I okay. was I was doing the physical therapy on my shoulder. Yeah. Because I had surgery a week before they quit doing surgery, and I had set up physical therapy long before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time I realized that this whole COVID thing wasn't going to blow over in a couple of weeks. Places in town either weren't taking new physical therapy patients or they'd closed yeah. until it was over. So it's over. And so I'm still having to drive up to Conway at that point three times a week for physical therapy. And so what I would do is I would go and I would sit in the Conway shop and I just sort of had a little place set up and I would sit there and I would work because I was. I was hooked up on the Axiom network so much faster than my house <laughs> and um i would just sit there and work and and, and hang out and it was nice because nice you could be there and people come in and out and, yeah i mean i'm single i live alone it was nice to be able to have Connected. people to talk to that i didn't work with and i wasn't doing zoom calls with you know because i hate zoom well i'm so over zoom i kind of wish i like if i could go back in time i would like invest if, in if, zoom. oh my god yes like so, so much money all all the monies so today, and I'm sure you're this way, D. Um, today, um, nice work. I, rookie move. Rookie move. <laughs> My bad. Nice, nice. Yes. Little, sh- little shout out to Justin and Eric right there. Yeah. I'm ever on as much as Gary. I won't do it again. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today it was um, seven straight hours of Zoom calls. Really? With Oof. five hours in a row of not like not not even not even a break like one zoom call ends I one and out and i was out. firing up the other one as the other one was closing <laughs> um just five hours in a row. what do you do you have like a basic background do you have no background is it like whatever is in your so we don't use zoom we i'm using zoom as a placeholder because you like all know. like band-aid we use webex okay and so there's none of the background stuff 
So um, we use Zoom for the herfs on Saturday and Friday nights. So I was using the backgrounds. I have a Star Wars background on my Zoom. Oh, one, that's nice. As well as Eric Church concert. I have the Eric Church <laughs> concert we were at um, there. And then I have the one that was at the football stadium background. But um, the one at work um, is WebEx. It's and there's boring, an, just boring and right, basic. You get to see my ceiling fan going around and around. Nice. Picture of my dog. I saw one where a guy like – he recorded himself bringing himself a cup of tea and it was just like, like it, it was That's so, it level. was so subtle, but I was like, you know, there's people that were like, wait, what? I have so, a, a guy at work. He uses, you know, the meme where the guy's walking with his girlfriend, he's turned around looking at oh, the yeah. He has that meme. So it looks like the guy's looking at him. It's actually really <laughs> awesome. So Rob, Rob actually suggested that I get a background of me um, frowning and then all you because in the zoom thing all you have to do is lean back and now you can't hear me right and then the background takes over so at some point if i i want to do something all i had to do is lean back and then my background would take over it would just look like normal mark it would be me frowning which is normal mark and then or like really unhappy pointing and then everybody would think well there's just mark he's unhappy and then they would all say mark you're on mute or we can't hear you and then it would be normal, right? We have a, one of our engineers. He wears a, a white shirt or a green shirt, but it's a solid color shirt. And then he has a picture of himself frowning. So it's actually a picture of himself frowning on his own shirt that shows up. As the, it's hysterical. Like a, like a mini-me version. It of is. It. It's yeah. like, dude, Ross. So. Yeah. So, and people are having fun with that. I just. Yeah, I it, it, break, it breaks up the monotony. So, of, I mean, but your day job. So when, when I'm in the office, I'm on WebEx calls all day anyway, because we have several offices even around Little Rock. So I'm, I'm used to this. Isn't I mean I'm doing it at home, but uh, this isn't abnormal. For no, me. it this isn't ab- abnormal no. for you either. So Wait. everybody's acting like, well, the Zoom call thing is new, and you're going, I, no, I spent I about new- half my day on calls before this anyway. So. Right? Yeah, this isn't new for anybody. We used to have conference room, and we would occasionally have meetings. But to be honest with you, there was usually a WebEx component to that. For people who were either downtown or offsite or whatever, so because we we certainly had about uh, a quarter of our team worked from home anyways, yeah. So yeah. you had to, yep. Yeah. So um, we usually ask this question. We've talked about your first cigar. Um, we're going to talk about. I think now would be probably your most memorable cigar. What is your most memorable cigar outside of that very first one? Um, it, it would honestly be. It's going to sound. It was one Brandon put a um, Lost City in the pot. And I want it. And they were like, you, you got to get this one. So I tried it. That's the first time I realized there really is a difference between a $30 cigar and a $10 cigar. That's a <laughs> and, it was, and it was, it was that moment. It's like, Oh my gosh. It <laughs> yeah. was just, it was because I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't something because I certainly never tried one on my own before. Sure. And it was, it was sort of a mind blowing moment that there's even better. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, I certainly like what I smoke anyways. And it's just this, Oh, this this does get better. This is this is amazing. There's <laughs> another level. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was. It was sort of it was sort of this mind blowing moment. Yeah, really, yeah. that that would be in, in terms of like I said, outside of the very first one, the most memorable. Well, the first one was clearly a very memorable. And what's probably the best? Was that the best cigar you've ever smoked, or have you ever smoked other? What what would be your? My favorite really was that Lost City. I mean, I enjoyed that's a great that smoke. So much. Yeah. It was just. I'm not an amazing. Opus fan, but if I was to that. In the Opus line, that is one of the. I mean, the Opus yeah. is a great cigar. Um, is so, is that the one that you got the like the the book looking thing? And we that had is one the Forbidden X. Oh, the Forbidden X, okay. Forbidden X is aged with. It's like 
something. It has, it has like that apple yeah, brandy like tingly yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, the, 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 so the tingly the stuff. Tingly stuff. Um, <laughs> something to look up is like the story of the lost yes, city. That's what I love about it. It's a, so such a cool story yeah, because I forget what movie it was that they, the lost city. Oh, Oh, that's why. That's, that's why they. Named I was. I was thinking the same thing, but I wasn't going to say it, Mark. Right. Well, you know, I haven't seen it. I just. Right. I've just heard the story. I, it's. It's a really famous movie. You might not have ever heard of. How old is it? I, see, I'm not a movie person. I'm. Less I, I'm of being lectured. I'm being lectured by the guy who doesn't watch TV too. Right, and nor movies. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what don't it know is. I know the movie because it's named the cigar is named after it. Well, right. And and that's this is the least interesting movie conversation ever. <laughs> I think that's mine is I'm not sure if I've, I've ever seen it either. I don't think I've seen it. I, I just know the story and I know that that's know why story. it's called Lost City is because the movie I'm was movie Lost shamed. City. You're being movie shamed by somebody. Dude, do you understand that when I listen to the podcast, I'm usually yelling at you about the names of things because you're like, oh, that guy that did that thing. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And I'm in the car yelling at you guys, and y'all take like five minutes to get to where I was, and I'm like, no, no, oh no, we know. So are you? So like, if we do trivia, trust me, night, we, we need off. you on here for trivia night, so, right? Trust me, it takes us five minutes on what you hear. It we cut out five minutes of us <laughs> trying to figure out where we were. You know, so it actually takes us ten minutes in real life. Oh, it, it really is because I know you guys, and so when I'm driving and I'm listening to the podcast, I'm having a conversation with you as I do it, and it's and I have this moment where it's like, oh, I'll stop into the shop and see him. It's like, no, this was recorded like two weeks ago, but right. it's just it's still. But because I do know you and I have faces that go with the voices, it's just this. Oh, I'll pop up there and look at those guys. So yeah, yep. no, that's so what we appreciate. Is it the one with Andy Garcia? Yeah, I think Andy yeah. Garcia okay. was in it. So uh, looks like O five. I I, I, like I think it was recorded in O five D. There you go. I think so. Aaron, yeah. 05. Thanks. He's Ross the movie City. expert. Andy Garcia. No, I'm the Google I'm expert. a big Andy Garcia fan. I like, yeah, I, I, like, I, like, Garcia. I like Garcia. I'll have to check that out. He was He's in that police movie where that was... The Untouchables? Was, Come on. No. The one where um, with Richard Gere, oh, oh, where um, he, uh, Richard Gere is the crooked cop and Andy, uh, Andy Garcia is the straight cop, and Richard Gere like, uh, like rapes... Uh, Andy Garcia's wife in a restaurant. Oh, you have to see it. Jesus, it's a it's a great movie. It is it is really haunting. Well, sounds like it. Yeah, no, not like this show just got dark. All right, so so D, um, I, what kind of? I know you go in and you have people pick out, but you like uh, what kind of cigars? What are your favorite cigars to smoke? Oh, I really like the spicy ones. I like the spicy. really heavy ones. I like so like the the Comancho Triple X. Triple, right? triple Maduro. Triple, triple Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. That's, that's a good choice. Triple X. Yes. That is totally different. <laughs> I haven't seen that cigar in there. <laughs> right. No, but that, I really like yeah. that one a lot. That yeah. one's enjoyable. So every time you and y'all Gary. have Gary on here, I go, Ooh, I need to go get one of those. You and Gary have a lot of the same <laughs> similarities in yep. cigars. Yeah. Yep. And when we go to the ball game, we'll be like, Hey, yeah. we're smoking the same thing. So, yep. which oh, I miss I ball know. games. I, I miss, I miss sucks. getting to hang out with you guys. You were one of, um, uh, one of our faves, we would always, the three of us would be one of the cores. They would go out to the Travis game down the right field. You sang the national anthem a couple times? I've done it a couple times. First time, much better than the second time. The second time, I second time was fine. Aaron. So <laughs> Second time was totally Aaron's fault. Totally Aaron. I mean, I... I will say it might have been, but I didn't do anything. Should we no, tell? I think we need to tell the story. So what it was is just before I did it, we had a 
herf. So we, was, we had that herf episode. It was yeah, like the seventh episode or something. Yeah, so we had the live herf. But and, and so that part never made the episode. No, it didn't make the episode because the episode went long, and that's back when y'all were trying to keep it under well, hour. I guess there was so, too many voices. Or, yeah, so what it was, the million dollars but for that one was every time you hear the national anthem, you have to rub your, vi- vigorously rub your nipples. Yes. And like, what was it, like a month later? That you it were, was like a week later. It wasn't that much longer okay, because yeah. we were out at the ballpark and Lee brought it up and I'm standing out there and you're facing the fields. So you're you, not, you were you, singing the national anthem. I'm singing anthem. the national anthem and all of a sudden I had this vision in my head of Aaron and Lee out there on the, on the berm underneath the national flag rubbing their chests and wiggling and, and you, I was done. You flinched a little and bit. I, and I completely lost the verse, the yeah. rocket thread glare. I mean, I just complete yeah. blank at moment. You have a beautiful voice. And it was one of those horror moments in your life where you're like, Oh shit! I've forgotten yes. the national anthem. Yeah. Just, so I would, mean, I was right there next next to you filming you, and I know it probably seemed like a lifetime. It it had to be maybe. Three a, I mean, because rockets red glare is not a very long line, but it, it was it was a total it was blank on two seconds at yeah. most. Yeah. And then you, I mean, here's the thing: if you screw up the stuff, if as long as you hit that last note. Yeah. That's what you, yeah, that's, you that's the walk off. That's the one thing I've learned about singing yeah. is act like you meant to do that. And so I was like, maybe it'll just sound like my mic glitched out for a second. That's yeah. all I could hope for for most people is yeah. just, eh, the sound dropped. But yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a double A ball team. They don't have the best right. equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, right. just hit that last note and you're solid. in the outfield. <laughs> so we do have we're one of three minor league ballparks in the U.S. that has their own live organ player, which is awesome yeah. because he's a it's lot a great, of fun. He's really he's, good. Yeah, he's, good. I mean, he's been like there since he was like 14 years old. He's a lot of fun. Good kid. So it's awesome. I, it I, is. I really, I miss it. God, I miss it so bad. Yeah, I do too. It's just, you just get to sit down it, there and hang out. I mean, I love bulb games cause you're just, it's like time stops for three hours. And we're allowed to yeah. smoke cigars down the right field mm-hmm. line in the, in the, in the, in the beer, garden. beer garden. So and that's like, s- everybody's talks about like, Oh, baseball's too slow. I want to go faster. Fuck that. Like I, it, I, I went to a Royals game and it was a double header. It was like one of the best things ever. I mean, yeah. like I have six hours and the games went into the extra innings. So I'm like free baseball on top of more free baseball. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to awesome. stop selling beer until like the second game and then <laughs> in the seventh inning. I'm like, yeah. this is just amazing. Like yeah. I, I paid for one game. I'm getting both. I mean, this is back when we were really shitty. So I like, I'm guaranteed two losses, but I don't care. It's just, yeah. I'll take shitty Royals baseball over no baseball. And that's just it. I don't care about watching it on TV. I just could care less. But I, other than like that World Series game a couple years ago that was just phenomenal. It was it the Indians and the uh, Cubs. Cubs? Cubs. Yeah. That was a tremendous game. Yeah. And But for the most part, I, yeah, but going and actually sitting and watching a game, yeah. like live, it's just, it's so Americana, man. Yeah. You get to just be there and, you know, for the most part, People aren't on their phones because you're going to get hit in the face with a ball and show yeah. up on Sports Center if you do. <laughs> so I mean, it's just guaranteed. So you're hanging out and you're talking and you're eating peanuts and throwing the shells on the floor and smoking your cigar and drinking your beer. Or in my case, snow cone. I mean, just it's <laughs> but, it's a lot of fun. It's just it's fun yeah. and and just to be there with people. And when you tell people you're going to the game, it's like they know you're just going to be incommunicado for three or four hours. Yeah. Just you know, yeah. well, it's like I'm 36 and I just. I want to catch a foul ball or home run, home run ball just once. That's all I want to do. Like I got close down at the beer garden and like bounced off my hand. And yeah. then like a little kid got it. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. I would have like given to a kid anyways, but I just want to, I want to catch the ball, take a picture of the ball and then give it away. But like, Oh, it's just being that close. But like, were we all there when you missed it? 
Uh, no, I, I don't know. This is probably when I went by myself because yeah. if, if you were all there, I would have been ridiculed to uh, no end. Yeah. That's that what just, we do. Uh, that's pretty much thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> that's now, how you know we love you. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. If you're not making fun of me, then uh, you don't like me. That's yeah. true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we do. That, that was an unfortunate, uh, drawing of cards right before that event yeah. like, oh. and Aaron and Lee would have done that because um, we had told you we were going to do exactly. that. And that's um, kind of what it was. It was just, it, it was, was just this it moment. It was really but, not us being the best of friends. But honestly, it made Lee so happy. It was worth it. I mean, oh, Lee, it, did make Lee it very made happy. Lee the happiest I think I've ever it seen made, in my life. He got so tickled. It made so me tickled. a little heartbroken. He did get And tickled. it was just, he got so tickled. It was like, you know what? It's, it's, as long as he's happy, we're good. So yeah. it's just, it's, it, it, you it, have, it, you have you did other than the two two second pause. You have an amazing voice. Thank you. you did a really good job. Um, it was one of those things where, um, knowing the story, you just go, uh, you're, "You're killing." It was me like smalls, I mean, the, like but, the, like yeah. the group of people who we were with because we brought the shop. We brought yeah, the shop. We did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they all yeah. knew. Which was like awesome. what was and like so we're laughing and everybody's like. That is so cruel. <laughs> It'd be like, you got to know. It was like, hot that ha- night. Yeah, you have oh, to know. It was like, brutal the, the hot. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, Arkansas summer. No. I mean, we're right on the river, so it's wicked humid. Yeah, you know, you I'm feel it, it was just, it, but that was one of those nights where it was just like, you felt like you were swimming. <laughs> it, it was so It was particularly bad. humid that night. Yeah, but it was still a lot of fun. And again, obviously I'm not scarred by life for it. You know, it's, it's, I can laugh about it. Yeah. It's just I've certainly yes. been in a lot more stressful situations than that. It's like, eh, no, it was I a mean, ball game. You know, no, nobody good. else that I know would be up there yeah. and do it to, to do that. Nope. It's just, nope. yeah. so. like I said, um, just for the record, they, they've had three or four singles in the outfield. It's not the worst thing that's happened to that ballpark. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so for the record, um, I'm noticing that we don't have million dollars, but, uh, cards. I, uh, I there do. was a, I a do. box somewhere yeah, I saw. Uh, oh. It's over there on the floor. Oh, come on. I got them right oh, here. Geez. I got them right here. I made them oh. just. I, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I did express my joy. Yeah. Um, I, I know how much you love them. Right. Andy Garcia was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, let's touch on these cigars real quick. <clears throat> yeah, let's touch on these cigars. So, again, what we're smoking is the My Father uh, MF The Judge. Comes in three sizes: a five by sixty, a six by fifty-six, and a six by fifty-two. And we are doing the uh, Toro Fina, which is the six by fifty-six. Um, it's the uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan uh, uh, binder, Corojo and Criollo, and then Nicaraguan filler as well. Um, you know what? This is the, I, this is different than the first time I had it. Um, I'm liking a lot. I'm liking a lot better. It is. It's a little more funkier. Um, we don't sell these, my fathers as much as the other ones like the Le Bijou or the Bracey, my father. This is the first time I'd seen this one. Actually. I hadn't noticed. So when Doug pointed out, I was like, I have to try this one. I mean, it it, is because it's of all the, my father ones, it's kind of like the boring looking one because it's brown and brown label, brown, box there's nothing like super flashy about it like the the lebeju which is a really nice elegant white box and then the dump pin is that nice blue that you know mark just loves blue labels mm. um but like i don't remember it being as funky and i'm i actually am in, in enjoying what, this the retro hail on this is really really nice yeah. that i do like and yeah because my retro hail's gotten a lot better I, oh it's got me yeah so, so much. i don't so, look like a squirrel when i yeah. do it now <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the best thing. We, Doug, Doug tried to teach you. Doug's the best. Oh, he looks like a chimney or a train when oh he does my it. Gosh, like a raging bull. Yeah, so I've been working on my retrohale and then my smoke rings. My smoke rings are getting pretty damn good. I mean, I've never been able to do that. So many people, you know, they're picking up new skills during this COVID thing and mine. <laughs> that's, that's what you picked up. Retrohales and smoke rings. So there you go. I mean, yeah. it's, it's priorities. So since this is your first time having it, what are you, what are you thinking about it? I like it. It's it's not as because again, I really like those spice. Bombs. Yeah, it, it doesn't have a it's lot. It's not of spice. a lot of spice, but it's got really good flavor. It's mm-hmm. really rich, which is what I was really hoping for. Yeah. So I like that tremendously. It is rich. It has a tingliness to it. Um, You're into tingles tonight. I am. I'm in, it's I'm your in, word. Many tingles. I mean, there is an episode name for you. I mean, <laughs> tingles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think you need to think that one all the way yeah, through. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, um, the I, I know you're big on earthiness and barnyard. I'm just getting mm-hmm. a ton of barnyard yeah. manure, um, uh, funky mm-hmm. off of this. Yeah. It is it is that barnyard earthiness yeah. for me. Dirt, yeah, it's the dirt. I it's, like. It's I, I that, can go with dirt. It's yes. that soil. I mean, you can almost. I mean, where these are grown, it's in the in the you know the Nicaraguan region has that inactive volcano. So it just that soil there is just so rich. It just has, you know, just all those nutrients. So it just tastes like when you, when you say earth, I mean, it's just that rich, rich soil that's down there. That's, I like the smoke on it a lot too. I like really smoky cigars. Yeah, it does. It's smoke. It's smoking, uh, you know, very, very well. So you are the only other person who has had the best beer ever made <laughs> well and that's just it's like every time y'all bring up beer it's like my name i'm gonna get a name check because i was there <laughs> you were so that beer and amazing. again i'm not a beer person but i agree with you that's that's the beer that i'm like if i had to have beer again that would be what i would get yeah. ian make it again yeah it was the uh, the stone's throw i don't even remember the name it was i don't remember it was, i just think of it as the rep beer so. yeah, the, it was the rep beer it was so good that we almost all just went to go see yeah, just some, go hang out at the bar yeah just go like we buy tickets, we were buy tickets just to go hang out at the bar we <laughs> weren't gonna even go to the, the play. lion king i think it was something it yeah, was I just don't like what it was yeah I, was it was like, just, uh, I thought it was one of those dramas where they sit around and talk to each other about how they don't feelings. Feel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's not. So I, w- I grew up a theater kid. I'm a theater kid. Oh, I, I, I like, I like the plays. I'm and- not in a navel gazing place. No, I just, yeah, they, I yeah. have a nasal. <laughs> nasal. <laughs> oh, navel gazing. Oh, I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I grew up going to plays and stuff. Yeah. I was big into that, and and but I still I like the I like comedies. I like period pieces, stuff like that, like uh, Pride and Prejudice. And oh, well, I love Pride and Prejudice. And Rent, so I, I I tried out for Rent, um, and I got second. You're gonna be a Rent boy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I I, can't, I got in second, um, but I never had to be called up to to do it. So I was the understudy and never had to actually do the play, but. Uh, I've done, yeah, I've done some musicals. Go, go figure. But uh, yeah, yeah, because I've got that voice that definitely hits the back rows. So. Yeah, it, it yeah vocalize and yeah. push it out there. Um, no, because my mom, when I was growing up, she because uh, she grew up like super poor, right? Mm-hmm. Like picking cotton, scars on your hand, type poor, right? And uh, so when when we were growing up, she decided she was gonna we were gonna get culture, and so she became the uh, um treasurer for this thing called the basically Bach festival in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And 
but we did. We went to all the different. So there was a summer series, it was a concert series, and um, so I've gotten to meet Itzhak Perlman. He's come to my house, a very nice man. Um, there was a thing where James Earl Jones came in and he read these essays over um, uh, Copeland okay. music. And, yeah. and it was just, you know, also very nice man. You know, it's just, but it's this, um, but plays was a big thing. So like plays and operas and my mom, we're, we're going to go see these things. And, and I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I, I think that stuff, but I'm just, I don't like the ones where I prefer comedies. I like the humor. I like the stuff that moves fast. Um, like noises off. Have you ever seen that? Mm, like Christopher Reeves and, it's this basically because a, a British farce, you know, it's just okay, one of yeah, the best yeah. things ever, right? And so, it's uh, Christopher Reeves way back in the day, right? And it's got Carol Burnett in it, and it's got Michael Caine, and it's got all these amazing people, and it's this where they're trying to produce a British farce, you know, one of those mm-hmm. people walking on and off at just the right times. One of the funniest movies ever. I highly recommend it. Noises off. So again, mm. I'll check but, that out. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it, you know, you grew up in Alaska, but you didn't, you weren't born in Alaska. So oh, go, no. th- go through the timeline of how you came to Arkansas. So I'm oil field trash, which means there's like military brats and oil field trash, right? And, um, I was born in the Middle East in this little tiny island country named, it's called Bahrain. And the only people who ever know where it is, is military people. No one else has any clue. It's this island country that's 11 miles off the coast of Saudi Arabia and the Persian Gulf. It's about five miles long. And I'm. Just with my hands over here. That's useful on the podcast. <laughs> I know, uh, and and so we lived there um, almost three years, and and so my first language, I actually uh, because I had an Indian nanny, so Indian food's my comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had an Indian nanny, and then we had uh, we're an Arabic speaking country, so I mushed together Arabic and Hindi and English for the first couple of years of my life, and then finally like learned to split them up and that they were different things and that people didn't understand you when you did that. <laughs> and, uh, and then my mom decided that she liked so much having a kid over there and the whole nanny thing that she was going to have another kid. And then that's when they shipped us back to the States. And so we cool. were in Texas for a year when my sister was born and then we moved up to Alaska, um, actually on December 31st of 1977. And, uh, we were there 13 years and then we moved away to Indonesia the middle of my junior year of high school um, on January 11th of 1991, which was four days before the start of the first Gulf War. It's we a rough time to move to Indonesia. It, yeah. And, and we're moving to the largest Muslim country in the world. And my mom was just, my mom was a pretty laid back person, but she was really tense about that because Bahrain it was a very strict Muslim country. And she, she was really anxious about moving to the sure. largest Muslim country in the world sure. at that point. And um, we get over there and, they're pretty laid back people. They just didn't really weren't worried about it. Didn't bother them. Didn't bother them. No, I was actually taking the test to get into the um, school I went to when when someone burst in the doors and was like, "The Gulf War started. We're all going home." So they shut the school down for a couple of days to see how things would go, and yeah. nothing came of it. So went back. Went on. Went on with our lives. Went back to it. <clears throat> um, it didn't really affect us much at all over there. It was just. Uh, mm. It just. It was. It was on the other side of the world, and no one cared. And, it's become a little more um, extremist um, since then. I mean, the the Bali nightclub bombing actually mm-hmm. hit me harder than the World Trade Center because SCs is a place I used to hang out at. There's no legal drinking age in Indonesia. There wasn't when I was in high school. And so we hung out in bars. Um, and getting drunk wasn't a thing because why would you do that? It, there was no taboo against drinking, so... Getting drunk was just, I, I can, I, had, I know three guys that I went to high school with who got 
flat out plastered drunk. For the most part, people just didn't. You just you just hung drank. out and drank. Yeah. It yeah. just wasn't a big deal. Right. And um, SCs when we would go to Bali was where we would hang out. It was a place that you know they called it a nightclub, which is wrong. It was there was an area in the back that was about the size of the room we're in where you could dance, but the rest of it was just open air. And you would sit out there, and it was where everyone would meet up. And you would meet up, and you would sit out there, and you would people watch, and you would hang out. And then when you get ready to go do whatever you're going to do, that's what you would go do. But it was just where you hung out at. And so when that got blown up, it was like, this is just a this is a place where kids hang out. This is a place where, wow. you know, you just yeah. – it was so – you intentionally had to be targeting kids. innocent people. You know, not to say that the World Trade Center wasn't, but – Right. I'd, I'd seen. I've been to the World Trade Center you had a once, connection to that but place. I'd hung out at SCs, and it wow. was just it was really disturbing and really traumatizing for me. It's like sure, I've, I bet. I've celebrated New Year's there. This is you know this is this is a yeah. a place for me. Yeah, I mean, like a part of you was. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, our senior class trip was we went to Bali for a week. I mean, this is when you go to Indonesia and you, you do true. things a little differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. we sure we would go out to the Thousand Islands for biology field trips and spend three days out there and we went That's on a cool. band choir trip to england where i got hit by a car and totaled many go me and so um <laughs> and so uh and she just drops that in yeah, the yeah, well, you know, just I, subtle yeah, subtly yeah. I, I i i looked the wrong way i mean i was living in a country where you drive on the wrong side of the road and i still managed sure. to look the wrong way it's just it's ingrained in you you look both ways when you cross the first half of the street but when you get to the middle of the street you look one direction you don't Always, right. you don't look both, and I, sure, I stepped out in front of them. There you go. <laughs> oh, cool. So, of all the places that you've lived and you've traveled, where, what place really sticks out? Like to be your not not so much your favorite, but just like your best memories. Honestly, the Thousand Islands. I mean these 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 little tiny islands. Um, because you go out there and it's just it's these cabins and you're on the beach and there's nothing else to do, but hang out and sit on the porch and talk with people or swim or just be, you know, I mean, you're out in the middle of the ocean. You're not connected to anything. There's none of this. I'm going to unplug. It's you're already unplugged unplugged and you don't have a choice, you know? And, and it's, it's a really good time to, um, just sit and have conversations, which obviously is important to me. This is Mm -hmm. how I ended up here because so much of our world, we don't talk to each other and we don't spend time looking one another in the eyes. We're too busy trying to make sure that we've gotten a sick burn in on tweets or whatever, you know, instead of just having a conversation. Connection. Yep. That's uh, cool. That's, you know, you've, and I've always said this, you know, you and I've had several conversations. We connected on, on many different things, just besides cigars, we connected on music and books, both like uh, sci-fi books. We we spent two or three hours, I think, one night up here boring the shit out of Aaron because we 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 saw. If, have you read? Have you this and this? And you and I played that one night for just. And I was. Oh totally, yeah, I got a great recommendation from that. And I can't remember what it is, but I went and listened to it. It's yeah, like, we we talked about. I think it was uh, off to be the wizard. Did I recommend yes. that to you? No, I recommended that to you. I think. Yeah, yeah. and so or we, we talked about it. We yeah. talked about it, and uh, which is just a funky little uh, book, just hilarious. It's a tremendous series. It's it a is lot of fun. just totally funny. Honestly, it, with the older wizard makes me think of you sometimes. The, yeah, the, the, that's who I think of. That's who's in my brain. That's, yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, he you, is. So. He is, uh, <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. I, yeah, I think I, I so. Like I think that. I love him. Yeah. Um, so, and we've talked about that. We, we also groove on music together. Um, you, uh, you're a big music fan as, as Aaron is. 
Um, so we've, we've enjoyed that. And that's part of the connection of, of the scar shop is you find things. Sometimes you find things that you don't necessarily group on together, but you sit and have conversations on. I mean, that's why I went to see Eric church was yep. when, when, cause you so, talk about him so much and I was I like, I gotta see that. And so when he was coming to little rock, I'm like, I do gotta get a ticket. So I got a ticket all the way up in the nosebleeds, but it was so a I, concert no matter where you sit. Last week I was jonesing for live music, which, um, because it was about a year ago that I was over at Nissan and so I was watching some of those live clips. Somebody from the uh, from the pit uh, recorded uh, uh, most of the songs from that concert that really? night, and a lot of them uh, you can't see you obviously, but you can see the section where you're in. Uh, and I thought of you a lot that night. But I sat for a couple nights and watched uh, uh, songs for that. Uh, and he when he played uh, uh, "Love Your Love" the most and some of that stuff, but. Uh, in particular, I thought of when he played these boots and you telling me about all the rednecks <laughs> taking off their boots and holding them up. I wasn't ready for it I, because, you know, it's, it's it, I didn't know that was going to happen. All of a sudden I look around and it's like Everybody, there's a sea of boot. boots. I yeah. have a picture of it because it was so mine. It was just from where I was sitting, you could see it was just this sea of boots being held up in the air. It was awesome. So, uh so Eric Church has a song called These Boots, which is basically these boots have seen all these things, right? And it's... And the, the catch of the song is these boots have done a lot of crazy things, but the, the craziest thing they've ever done is walk, walk out on you, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a country song. <laughs> so it's all about leaving, leaving a woman he shouldn't have left. But, uh, when you go see Eric church in concert, what, uh, what they do is, uh, everybody who's wore cowboy boots, take off one of the cowboy boots. And the catch is if you're close enough, then he'll sign people who are close enough to the stage. Well, D was in the upper deck, so but people still take off their cowboy boots, and they're like drunk in the upper deck taking off their cowboy boots, and I've seen it. I've been there, and you think, dude, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be standing up yeah. taking off cowboy boots because you're drunk, and you could be falling down out of the upper deck. In Verizon, it was a, was oh, yeah, Verizon. Yeah, yeah. Verizon's like I said, I was steep. in the I mean, very top. Yeah, I mean, I was like, on the back wall, and so. Yeah. In Nissan, where there's yeah. 60,000 people, and that upper deck is that same way, you're thinking, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> right. I've never seen a concert at a at a stadium before. Uh, a football stadium? No, like, well, yeah, uh, a like a like indoor, indoor, like an indoor stadium, like Verizon or anything like that. I've just, I've never. Well, I, I take it back. I've seen uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra, but I don't yeah. consider that. A, so the uh, Nissan one was the one. Uh, you know, obviously sixty thousand people. Yeah. So that's the biggest one I've ever seen. Um, and I still you have that video where for a church where you see the stage and I. You know, it's just 60,000 people singing songs. So it was even bigger than the 20,000 when we saw it together. But the one that was most awesome was the Vegas one, where it was just with so many people front to back. But um, that night, because in, in, it was with Steve and all of them, that was that night in Little Rock was pretty cool. It's a fun show because... Oh, he's just a great performer. Right, he's a great performer. And it's what country shows should be, because it's 20,000 rednecks singing every song at the top of their lungs and everybody's drinking and having a good time. And, um, that's what a country show is about. If you want to see, uh, uh, if you want to see, uh, you know, some fine musical performance, then you probably need to go see a jazz show or something like that. Uh, 
A country show is a sing-along, and it's uh, it's about it's drunk karaoke. It's drunk karaoke. It is, and, it's and don't overthink finest. it. No, it, just go with it, man. It's, it's overpriced drunk karaoke. It's, it's it didn't used to be. That's, that's the one to thing it I don't is like now. is how much ticket prices have gone yeah, up. Yeah, like they've the gone past up. twenty years. It's been insane. Uh, tell me about it. Well, everybody needs a piece of the pie. You got Ticketmaster. You got yeah. box uh, office. You got everything. boo Ticketmaster. That's why I like when I go to my shows. It's like fifteen bucks at the door. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> Jason Isbell's coming downtown, although I suspect he won't. But uh, Jason Isbell's pretty reasonable, and he's coming downtown at the first security. And I'm, as Aaron knows, a huge Jason Isbell fan. Yep. So that's a good segue to go ahead and uh, knock off at least the the homework section of uh, yep. of this week. So the album you gave me last week, um, it's not on Spotify, so we had to make an what? audible. Had to what? make yeah, had to make an audible. I forget what what was it? it was like White Trash Girl. White or? Trash Girl. My favorite candy cane album. Yeah, so Do you can, know Candy Cane? I don't know if I you know. Should know. So Candy, candy Cane. cane. Let, let, let me try to describe all, it as somebody who Burlesque sort of um rockabilly blues. I like rockabilly. Oh, oh she is so, so she seen her three times. Yeah, she so she started Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to remember her history because I. She started as a porn star, sort of. Well, so okay, a so she got pregnant. She got pregnant at 17, was a stripper, but then had to go into singing because she'd had a really good voice, and she does. She had up until the voice. I thought she sounded like kinfolk. <laughs> she she has Oof. a set of pipes on her. I mean, Oof. so the album that you gave me originally, I don't know what it was supposed to sound like. But just we, like the album I gave you, uh, but different songs. Okay, so but the, the the one that you that we ended up settling on because it is on Spotify was the toughest girl alive. Toughest girl alive uh, came out in two thousand. Um, so last night we talked about it, and I said, you know, it's really rockabilly. I listened to it again today, and I want to go back on that because this one this was towards the tail end of that swing era that was running through in the late 90s so it's a little bit more swing than rockabilly it's bur- she describes herself as blues burlesque swing yeah and i think that might be more accurate um she is um, i still i still whenever i hear her i still only see the crybaby movie yeah. That's what I. She's I got love that. the crybaby movie. So you might the you one with me, Johnny Depp. Yeah, the one yeah. with Johnny Depp. Yeah. So that's like that's just what I John Travolta in, yes. envision in my head. So, but there's some really good songs in here. Um, oh, and it, I mean, there's swing, there's blues. Was she in that? There's no, oh. no, no. It's just like it, oh, that that, 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 that feeling, that, okay, that feeling, right. that vibe. Yeah. Um, but the uh, there there, I mean, there was a bunch of different options. There was, I mean, starting right off. I mean, the very first line of the of the song was "I'm the toughest girl alive" is straight up like dirty blues. Yeah, um, and then it goes into swing, and it's it's a if you want a, an album that is all about sex, yeah, this is uh, this is that album. Every single album she's ever released uh, is about sex. Yes, so she knows what sells. She yeah, and well, sex sells, and yeah, but she she did that for a living. When she wasn't singing, so there you go. You got to sing what you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, you could hear, you know, definitely the life experiences, uh, you know, in this album. I mean, you have ones like uh, let's see, "Let's Commit Adultery" was let's commit adultery, a pretty good song. <laughs> um, "For Your Love" 
Uh, let's see. Uh, who else was a uh, who walks in when I walk out? Like, yes. I mean, that's just no. like, these don't sound like songs I'm going to be doing on singing telegrams on Valentine's. No, no, no. 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 But uh, the one I decided to go with was uh, "Hey Mister." Hey Mister. Yeah, good choice. So it was a it was a it was a it was a really good it was a good fun album. It was uh, at, at first I was like, all right, let's uh, let's let's see, but. It it was it's uh it 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 definitely has that late nineties early two thousands that I mean when that swing was just then kind of getting so like the cherry pop and daddies and yeah that like, oh, like, like like cherry guys. pop and daddies Brian Setzer yeah. big yep. bad voodoo daddy um but just with a, a female vocalist that could sing I yep. have to check her out then so yeah I mean, she's she's awesome and I wanted to because I sort of got the rep of giving you depressing albums this one is a fun album so I gave you a fun album yes um I've been thinking about I keep running you because I gave him Southeastern which is one of the most oh depressing God, albums that was the, no one not of my, one of the most that is the no, most depressing album. oh no I got more depressing albums if you want don't well, wait, challenge there's me. more <laughs> right don't wait there's more why oh, yeah yeah yes trust me I know, I know it'll come across my, my he's my, trying to no. make you cry over there. So, um, but it, it, I thought it wasn't, it, wasn't so, it wasn't that kind of sad. It was just like dread. Sad. Oh, oh so, no, they had a song about, um, a friend. Well, I had, he's got repeated songs about lovers of his dying of cancer. Yeah. It was just like, <sighs> just the wave of he's just got a, like super sorrow. Eight. Just like, super eights is a song about not wanting to drive a, die of a drug overdose in a super eight. Yeah, it's like fun times. Fun this times. Is, that was that was it's the first album. album. This, that's how we started this weekly no, bit. No, it wasn't the first one. Gabe Lee was the first. You know one. what okay. this is? This is yeah. him getting was, you back for the anything or the million dollars butt questions. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> you're going to make me do these questions. You have to listen to these albums. <laughs> to to these. For the record, Gabe Lee was awesome. Gabe, Gabe Lee was awesome. I, I do I do yeah. like that one. Gabe so, Lee is the best. So that's a great choice. You gave me Miles Davis, and so um, so for the record, I gave you kind of blue. Kind of blue from Miles Davis. That's like, it's like the quintessential that is uh, the, jazz album. Yeah, that is the was, best uh, jazz yeah, album. So uh, I owned it, as <laughs> I own every Miles Davis album. And when I go and I, um, I not regularly, but I um, enough, uh, will put Miles Davis on um, just shuffle. Yeah. Um, and so I hadn't listened to this album front to back. 10 years, right? Just in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I told you when we were talking midweek to uh, talking about this album. Yeah, you said you're going to choose one of five songs. <laughs> I'm like, isn't there only right. five on there? There's only five songs on this album. And to be honest with you, when I listened to this album the first three times, I wasn't sure when one song ended and the other song began because mm-hmm. it's just Miles Davis playing. Yeah, they're just jamming. Which for the record, I love. They filmed it in two days or they, they recorded it in two, two days. days. Yeah. Um, and I forgot that Freddie the Freeloader was on here, and I listened to it the first three times, and I didn't realize Freddie the Freeloader was on here because mm-hmm. it's not Freddie the Freeloader, it's not the Freddie the Freeloader that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that I um, picked is actually All Blues because okay. it's my favorite of the five. Okay, but to be honest with you, hit shuffle and pick any of the yeah, five yeah. because this is besides the talent that's on this album. And I know that's why you picked it. Cause this was the last of the talent on here. And I forget the gentleman's name, J- J- Jimmy Cobb, Jimmy Cobb who passed, 
the talent that's on this album is amazing, top to bottom, the, the, all the different work. But I'm just going to focus on Miles for a second. The horn work that's on this album is exquisite. It's yeah. just ex- exquisite. And I could listen to Miles play horn anytime you want. You can wake me up in the middle of the night and I can listen to Miles Davis play the horn. And this is Miles Davis being Miles Davis at the top of his game. Yeah. I, Witch's Brew is fine. And I know people talk about Witch's Brew. I'm not necessarily a Witch's Brew fan as much. This is the best album of jazz ever recorded. And period. Yeah, I mean, this is the best album. This is the most selling jazz album. I don't care about it's, that. No, it, I this mean, is it, and the it is, best it is one the ever. best one ever. Yeah, it is. Art. It's <clears> one <throat> of the few times that the, the best selling and best actually yeah, co- line up. coalesce. Yeah, it's yeah, just, you know, Avatar sold a lot of movies. It's not a great movie, yeah, but, yeah. you know, but it's, but there's some, but, but this is canon. This is, this is one of those where you go, is, yeah, if I the, have to give somebody one thing to introduce them to this genre, yes, that's yeah, what you give them. Exactly. But this is his horn work on this. I, I forgot. And I do whenever I listen to this album or listen to songs off this album or this era of Miles. Um, he's just the best. You can you he can you can goat. hear him having the end of like the plunger, you know, the old school way of just you know cha- changing it up. I mean, you got Colt, you got Coltrane over there, and then you got you know Jimmy Cobb on drums. You got you know Evans um, on piano, just like but. Yeah, Miles stands alone on this. But the beauty, beautiful part about all this, first of all, there's very little difference between the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. That the tracks just flow. Mm-hmm. Like that's the great part about this album, and this yeah. is the way yeah. jazz albums used to be, right? Um, it wasn't there wasn't individual tracks. You name tracks because you had to, right? Yeah, and you put yeah you put the record on there, and it just plays. Played, right? Yeah, and you did whatever which, you. Which I'm still looking for, by the way, people. I'm still looking for it. Oh, this album? I'm still looking for the original pressing. Oh, right. So, hey, hey, Mo, this is what Aaron wants for Christmas. You're not going to find that. I, no, no I'm, I know. I want the original. Oh. Right. Because if you could, I'm sure oh. you could get a 180 gram pressing. Oh, yeah. I can, I can get a 100%. brand new one right yeah, now. He yeah. wants the original. I want the pressing. original. Uh, well, right. he doesn't ask for much, does he? No, no. <laughs> so, um, so that, that's Champagne what I taste, PBR budget. There you yes. go. So, because I said, oh, well, fine, let's just go order a 180 gram one of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just got my 180 gram red pressing of Mr. Misunderstood from Eric church. They, uh, they, so now I was listening <laughs> to that this week when I wasn't listening to all about, uh, or, or this, album. but, um, so this was a great one. Um, I've got an exciting new one, but this next week coming up, we're going to talk about a users or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, t- we'll touch on that in a second. Um, but, um, before we get onto that, into the cigar, so let's go back to with D. What is it like being, you know, a female sister of the leaf in a, you know, in a very male dominated hobby? Um, I, I like hanging out with guys. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the conversations I get to have. I don't want to come across as like a female misogynist over here, but. Women, and when they hit a certain age, their conversations revolve completely and entirely and totally around their children and their husbands. It just is, you know. They, yeah. There's, and 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 it's it's. I don't have a kid, and I don't have a husband, and it's you know just it's what happens. You know, it's not that I don't want them, I don't like them. I just meh, life. Yeah. But right. um, 
you know, you come in here and you get to have these conversations and it's not, um, it, it's, it's not this, not this really, this sounds terrible. It's not this emotionally driven, um, I feel stuff all the time, you know, yeah. I, I get to have these conversations and it's these in-depth things like what you're talking about with your leadership where we get to talk about, and it's things I get to just sit and listen to that I, I don't have a dog in the fight as it were, you know, but right. I still get to listen and, and hear these passionate discussions and it doesn't have to do with your kids or your families or your, sure. and, and again, I know you love them and, and, and they do happen, but it's, sure. it's, it's, um, it's the conversations that I want to be having. I mean, sure. I have a varied background, you know, I have a degree in political science and I have a degree in mechanical engineering and my conversations yeah. are, you know, don't have to do yeah. with, you've lived with, all over the world and I've lived yeah. all over the world. And, yeah. and, um, I didn't grow up around family and I didn't grow up around here and, and something that can be very difficult to, to get into in the South. I don't know if it's true everywhere, but it definitely is in the South is, is families are, um, core. They're they're tight knit. Very, very tight knit. And, um, especially when you move into smaller communities, it can be really, really hard to make friends and to break in because They've got their friends because their friends are their family, right? you know, and I'm developing these relationships with my aunts and uncles and cousins as an adult, because I grew up in Alaska and they were all down in Texas and, um, and that's awesome, but I don't have that same, um, uh, this, this is who we hang out with. This is what we do. You know, it's, 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 and it's nice to come in here and, and men are able to compartmentalize a little better. You know, it's, it's not that they don't love their kids and their wives and, um, but they're able to go, that's over there. And we're talking about this right now, you know, and, right. and have those conversations and be able to talk about math and politics and, <laughs> and science and, 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 you know, have these discussions about what's going on without it becoming, um, maudlin and, and relating back to how your mama felt about it. Okay. Know, not, not again. I just, I don't know how to put it without just sounding like I hate women. Yeah, I I like them very much. They're nice. My best friend's a female. You know, right, right, right. But uh, but it's just you enjoy talking uh, about varying subjects. But I do. I I enjoy that, and and I do want to come back and say part of the reason I love being here though is um, the men here at uh, West End. It's a very refreshing environment to begin because they don't talk shit about their wives. That is one thing that makes me insane Mm -hmm. is to be around people who bitch about their spouses. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. who, but, 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 but people who complain about the people they're married to, I, I can't, it's like, to me, my, my parents had a very respectful relationship. They mm-hmm. loved each other, but they also liked each other yeah. and they, they were very respectful of each other in public. And, and, and I don't like being around people who it's trash lovely. talk their spouses. Yeah. I really, really don't. And one of the most refreshing things about being here is the men who are here, especially the men who work here, is they not only love their wives, they are so freaking proud of them. I mean, you hear it when, when you talk about Mo, you know, or when Trover talks about his wife, when Doug talks about his wife, you know, when Brandon talks about his wife, there's this, this pride they have in their spouses. They don't talk bad about them. They don't yeah. cut them down. They don't go, Oh, you know, well, the old ball and chain, we've got to go do this thing because she wants to. It's, I get to do this thing yeah. with my yeah. wife. They like being with their spouses. They like being with their families. And it is so nice to be in that. And, and the thing is, is, you know, environments are created by the, the people who yeah. run it, you know, and Brandon is a family man. Yes, and that is. is very, very important to him. 
And it shows in the people that he hires to work here and the people sure. who do work here and the people who comes in. It, it flows out because sure. if you're not talking bad about your wives, it's not some people don't, yeah. you know, and it's a very nice thing to be in. I mean, we, we've, we're in the society where people are very disrespectful and it's sort of this thing that you do. And yeah. it's, it's a really discouraging thing to be around sometimes. Sure. And it's just lovely to come in here and, you know, and I'm single and I, and I don't, I'm, I, I, I have absolutely zero urge to, to, to have any kind of relationship that's inappropriate with a man who's married. Sure. And, and if I can come in here and I can sit down and I can have conversations and I can know that this is somewhere I get to be and yeah. they don't think I'm hitting on them. Right. And even if I were, they weren't going to do anything about it. Right. Yeah. That, that is really nice to know that, just that here, for, this is a, it's almost like it's a safe place right. where I don't have to worry about my behavior being misinterpreted. A, because I don't think I'm putting that out there that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I, right. I don't, you know, I'm not, it's, right. but you know, that can be misinterpreted in some places, you know, right. that well, you're a single woman and you're here. Hey, yeah. but that's, that's not here. And it's, right. and it's really nice to come in here and to know that I can sit down and I can have friends that are male and we can sit and we can talk here and it's not going to be misinterpreted that I'm hanging out with these these guys as right. a single woman, a and I'm situation. trying to be some sort of um, uh, cougar. Yeah. I'm at that age, so you know. But it's just, and it's it's a very because yeah. um, I miss I miss my dad's gone, and 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 I miss being able to have these conversations with men like that, you know. And um, it's really it it fills a place in in my life. That, that I need is to have these conversations and, and to be able to sit cool. and talk with, talk with men. Sure. And I like that tremendously. Wow. You, you, um, well, and I, th I think I mean, one of the reasons we want to have you and others like you, like the N on is part of what we want to do is normalize women being in here because this is a, um, a situation where we want you to be comfortable in here. And to be honest with you, we're all adults, right? So yeah. this should be a, we talk about creating a culture where we can all be here and just be normal with each other. And to be honest with you, this should be a place where that isn't even thought about. Right. Exactly. And, um, yeah, because and, there, there's still, there's still too many people out there who think like, Oh, you know, this is, you know, a man's only thing. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I mean, I mean, I, thankfully we don't have any of our regulars that have that preconceived notion. It's, you know, the, but there's, you know, social media is a two-edged is a you know two-edged sword. It's great on sometimes, and it's fucking garbage. You know, yep. others, and yep. it's just. I mean, it, it, yep. you're getting people called out all the time over the misogynistic bullshit yep. that they're doing through. I mean, I mean, the sisters of the leaf. It's definitely growing leaps and bounds more yep. and more every month, every year. Um, and it's just like you know, it's it's nice to see that you know, they're getting their voices out there and they're not putting up with the shit. Also, they're right. calling them out on it just because, I mean, there's plenty of, you know, female cigar smokers that, you know, know way more than me. And they just have, you know, better taste yeah. palates. They can just pick everything out. I mean, there's tobacconists out there, Tanner yeah. out in, uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Scallywag. I mean, a female tobacconist. I mean, it's just, it's, I just love seeing just the, you know, the, like you said, you know, it, the shop is a melting pot. I mean, it, it needs to be a melting pot. You have both in here. Yeah. We were talking, uh, about Desi. He's a friend of ours. And obviously 
we're all comfortable with all the different uh, race and ethnicity that people are in here. And we've, we've gotten comfortable with that over the years, um, which is a fabulous thing, obviously, and something we don't think as much about anymore. But uh, gender is one of those things where we're sort of adapting. Um, and I'm, I'm always happy to see uh, Sisters of the Leaf in here. Part of is getting some guys to get comfortable with mm-hmm. um, the Sisters of the Leaf being in here. I mean, there's still times when, like, you'll have guys like kind of help you out with anything or they, or you've seen it like, Oh, you, you know, we have some nice flavored or infused. I'm like, ah, like I would love for one of them to say that to you because you would like, just make them feel so small and insignificant. It would would be great. Or, or Leanne who smokes full body cigars or, or as I think of, um, uh, you know, a lot of the sisters of the leaf who Mm -hmm. who smoke heavier than I do. Right. When Uh I smoke, yeah, Leanne, think of, sm- Leanne smokes those big cigars, and I yeah. can't. I, I can't. Or Tanner, it. who's got a much more refined palate, has her own blend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, part of what this needs to be is is understanding, so that we're comfortable, and so that people start just being comfortable, right? And so, um, this is has been a long time a male dominated thing, and so it needs to be mm-hmm. where we start treating it as a. Is, is not. And so we're, we're normalizing that. But part of that is understanding that you're just as big a fan of cigars and the conversation and all the things that we value in the cigar shop, you value as well. And one of the, you know, that's one of the reasons that you and I have connected so much out of here is because we value the same thing. We value the friendships. We value the connection of the conversation. We value being able to sit down and talk about things um, about a very, you know, we've talked about a, like a billion different conversations, like a billion different topics and enjoyed every single one of them. Right. And, it, and, and it's, we don't agree on everything. We don't even come close, but that's, what's nice about it is I can have a respectful conversation with you. And that's the key. It's, it's respectful. Right. We, we can sit down and we can disagree and it doesn't get ugly and it doesn't get loud. It doesn't no. get, nasty it's just okay yeah no and as a matter of fact we usually end up laughing the whole night even when we disagree <laughs> and i love your laugh because it is infectious uh, much like patty and, and those other folks that i enjoy talking to because uh, i always leave lighter because we've uh, had a had a great conversation and i've laughed uh, even when i'm wrong so um or or you're wrong so uh <laughs> Had to make uh, sure you got that in there, huh? Yeah, no. Um, so no, it, <laughs> absolutely, Once it, in a while. it does. I'm wrong regularly. So, um, um, but yeah, and and so that it's a big part of this. Um, so, <clears throat> I've seen you dress down guys who've given you a hard time, and I've enjoyed that as well. We won't have to. The call. thing is, is I don't realize I'm dressing them down. I'm just sort of stating how I feel. No, I realize just, later. No, I like, like it. <laughs> it's cool when you do that. No, because it's like it's funny. That's what I cackle out loud. That's because I don't know that I'm doing. It. It's just one of these. I'm just no, stating you're just it. being it's, you. It's, it's because yeah. I mean because I mean you you're. I try not to be ugly. I try not to be no, not. condescending. It's just this. No, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. You, you look at him like you sad little puppy. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's great. I like. I see it, and it's just like in my head. I'm like, ah, oh, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, have you gone to other cigar shops? I know you spend a lot of time here. So, um, obviously, you consider this your home shop. So oh, do very I. Very much. 
No, actually, I think I've been, I was thinking about this because uh, you had asked me and I've been to all the shops in town and I've been to the pet store shop, which I know it's, that's not the name of it, but, but that's what it's known. As, I right? love going there. It's such a fun thing. Well, that's got to be in your wheelhouse because that's where they go and they talk politics oh, all day long. And that's just it. It's, it's such a hoot because it's, um, you know, they, they call themselves the scar store mafia and they've got their thing because they've been smoking together. These guys for 30, 40 years. Yeah. It's crazy how long these guys have been smoking together up there in Russellville. And they get together, and um, it's it really is the uh, and I think I mentioned this during the herf. It's like that uh, picture you used to have in your old social studies book of all the old guys sitting around in the room smoking cigars and mm-hmm. organizing how things were going to yeah. happen. But because they've got judges and they've got the big political movers yeah. and shakers and the sheriff and they've got all these guys that come in there and smoke and they sit and they talk and they discuss and they talk about, well, this is what we're going to be doing politically in Russellville in the next few years. Yeah. And, and they sort of lay things out and it's kind of fun to watch the sausage being made. Cause I find that fascinating. And, yeah. but they're just a really interesting and they love having me there because they get to tell stories that they've been telling each other for 40 years. And now right, they have a new tired. audience. New, new years, and, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I, and I think it's just fascinating because I've never, I haven't been anywhere that long, you know, and I haven't had that kind of, connection to a place and it is so cool to see these people who have been friends for that long who sit together and there's just that rhythm and flow and be able to sort of slide into it and get to be there is just a lot of fun but watch the story being made oh it is it's just it is it's a lot of fun to do that but i mean i've been to all the cigar shops in sound because we we have um the rock city cigar crew has a key to go over to dave's at night so in the winter time when it's you know midnight and we don't have anywhere else to be go over there and Watch football and sit out and hang cigars. Nice. Or hang cigars, smoke cigars. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you don't hang cigars, you smoke them. So yeah, hanging out and smoking cigars. I ran okay. together, and then um, but and then I go over to uh, um, Cafe Havana and play spades, and they they are highly amused by me. Apparently, <laughs> I'm unique because I know how to play spades, um, <laughs> and I play very very well. Um, but yeah, I'll go over there and, and do that and hang out over there, and then um, the uh, Cigar Republic across the road there. I get invited over there every once in a while to hang out. And again, it's it's the hours more than anything. It's it's what's open. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Because everyone's got different hours. Yep. Some places are open 100%. and other places aren't. And yep. you go over and if that's where someone feels comfortable hanging out, hang out that's there. where we go. Yep. But I like I said, I like it here. It's that uh was that the um uh, who's that writer? Hemingway. Hemingway story, a clean, well lighted place. Yeah. That's like yeah. one of my absolute favorite phrases, that clean, well-lighted place, because that that's what I think of. That's what I want when I go somewhere. Yep. I want somewhere where you can sit and it's clean and it's well-lighted and you get to just have a conversation and be in the moment right there. And this, to me, it feels like you're in your living room yeah. and you're smoking cigars and you're just you know, shooting the shit, yeah. you know? and. And that's what I like the best about it. So I don't want to be in a place that's dark and has mood lighting and, yeah. um, and, uh, right. I, you know, and, and that super fancy, we're really, really good, even though I can be a terrible snob <laughs> about cigars. Yeah. I don't, I try not to be, yeah. but it's a, you know, it's yeah. the, it's the, the story I wasn't allowed to tell the first time I, I joke about being at, what was it? A, the, the gold star cigar smoker, because I haven't smoked the really, all these other people tell these stories about starting out with yeah. like they're really cheap like we, cigars. We, we started with Swisher you know, and Phillies exactly, and, and I'm stuff. like, uh, cause I started out with this really fancy, you know, four, 
five wrapper cigar and yeah, you did. That, you you know, started up pretty I high. Started off, you know, he's set the bar high, and you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I have nothing to admit, wrong with that. No, and and you know, I've been to. There's one place and whose name shall go unmentioned. It's not in town. It's it's not Russellville, but I was there, and it's this really, really fancy, 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 fine, fine place. But they let people smoke cigarettes in there, and I had a moment of like. <gasps> It was, just, it was. I really did. I had a a pearl clutching moment. I was like, I. I, that's, I was yeah. like, really? That's just no. Yeah. No. That's What's changes. Like, that's pollution in a cigar <laughs> shop. Is to let someone smoke a cigarette? Oh, good, no, sweetie, bless your heart. Well, it's like what Kevin says. You know. You know. He like this is Mama's house. You always end back up at, exactly. ma- at Mama's house. Exactly. Yep. I mean, we we've sat outside, you know, because we bring our chairs. Well, there was we'll there was times there. where like we started record back when it was me and Steve, and yeah, everybody yeah, was out there, and like, and, like I can just hear two thirty in the morning, hear everybody laughing. I like had to poke my head. I'm like, y'all, we are yeah. trying to record. Yeah. <laughs> that night where you came out like three or four times, and we were just like cackling like lunatics out there. But we, I mean, because we've done that more than oh, once, yeah. where we'll sit out there because you know it's shaded yeah. and and it's been it summertime. Has the awning, and, and, it's and got like the everybody awning knows and, the rule. Like, all right. Here's the trash can. Here's you know, trash y'all know can what to and, do, you know, and, 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 and there's bushes they can go pee in. So they're yeah. good. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and, but it's the, it's the, um, I mean, we've been out there till two thirty, three in the morning sometimes oh, yeah. just yeah. sitting out on the front area yeah. and it's, there's not a deck. It's not a deck by any means. It's just a sidewalk, you yeah. know, and, yeah. but you know, it's, it's where you are with friends, yeah. you know, yeah. place well, together. It is, it is, and it's, yep. it's, you just hang out and you talk and what's great is, is like people will drive by and be like, oh, I see people sitting out there and they'll show up. It'll be like one in the morning and someone's <laughs> driving up and you just go. And what's, okay. and what's cool is like all the, you know, the, some of the, uh, because there's a jewelry store right next door. So you always have like sheriff or somebody yeah, yeah. come by, you know, and like he always knows like, oh, there's like seven people sitting outside. Yeah, they're good. They're yeah. <laughs> like No hassles. <laughs> no hassles. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, they'll sit out there and they'll they'll bring out their their booze and I tend to be the designated driver for all things just because I just don't drink much and so yeah and that's what we did we had a road trip where we went up to nine oh six right in Fort Smith yeah and uh, they were talking about it and because they just wanted to go and I was like I, I would feel a lot better guys because <laughs> I know how I much drove. how much you like your whiskey and you like your bourbon and yeah. your cigars I would feel a lot better if maybe we could rent a van and I'll do the driving and then y'all can just drink buy, as much as just, you want just buy my cigars and, and that one mine was just it was just someone else was paying for gas for me to go you know and and that's I didn't even care about them buying me cigars yeah. it was just. I want them to be safe. Yeah. And you know? now they know that they can just let, let go a little bit. And that was just or, it. It yeah. was this, I mean, I knew everyone was, we're going to all get it there safe. We'll all get home safe. Yeah. And, and we, you know, we had a good day because no one had so, to worry about, you know, wh- wh- how are we going to get there? We're going to drink too much. We yeah. need to stop at some point. It's yeah. like, you know, if that's what you want to do, do it. And I'll make sure you get home in one piece. And Mama D, you got to take, got to stay care. Oh, it's Mama D. That's, that's <laughs> a nickname I've had since college, man. Mama D. So, cause I did, but it's just, I, I, yeah. it, I, Drinking something I can take it or leave it. I just don't. Yeah. It's not something that bothers me much. It's just uh, you just need that best beer in the world. Oh, the best beer in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's the the, the red beer. So, <laughs> and we'll say it one more time. Ian, hello. Make you more of that to, beer. Just make it. You so, just, so I talked to him about that. Um, he 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 wants to do that again, but the place where he got the chocolate from isn't around anymore. So that's the only thing. So he has to find something. That has just as good of chocolate or better, of course, uh, to make that again. So yeah. because there's no, I mean, you can't make it worse. That's no. the, I mean, that's just the. No. You would, you I will, would really be mad. I will travel to 
what's that word that chocolate I can't say? Givaldia? Godiva? Godiva. Really? Whatever. I would thought Ghirardelli's would be something you'd have issues with. Ghirardelli's? No, Ghirardelli's. Something. I'll go, I'll go get the good chocolate if I need to. So. Hershey's. Oh, God. All right. Well, we have a few things left to do. Let's talk about the cigars one last time before we get into our new albums. Um, all right. I think, I think I might be turned around on this. I might. Wow. I might be. Yeah. So it is. It, this, the funk has stayed throughout. Yeah. It's definitely bar- it's the, it's barnyard and it's earthy um, all the way through. Um, getting just a hint of spice, um, you know, on the on the last third. Yeah, um, but not. the the tingliness, I'm still getting a, a like wow. a, like a tingly. Still uh, with the tingly. T- I'm, st- I'm still getting wow. that tingly. I'm. D- I just now this is getting know. weird. <laughs> but it is. I mean, maybe because this is the only cigar I've had today. I mean, normally by this time seven. Um, yeah, I'm like seven deep. Um, but yeah, I've, it's, uh, you know, it, it's still not my favorite, my father, just because their collection is so vast. Um, there, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's a, yep. my father for every. somebody out there for yep. every, for everyone out there. There is a, my father. Yep. And they're always, they're always well-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no burn issues, no construction issues yep. on this. I had a relight like once or so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, everybody, all y'all's are, I mean, burning just as well. Yeah, all y'all's are, are burning great. So, um, yeah, it's this is the funk has stayed with it. I'm mm-hmm. no spice, um, which is nice, uh, just for Dougie Fresh there. Um, the, the funk has been strong and consistent and lovely. Um, it's yeah. been a great cigar. I've enjoyed this one. I always do. I really like the taste on the back of the tongue. Yeah, that, it's it's. It's not always there, but in this one it is. And maybe that's the funk you're talking about or the tingle. I don't know, but... It might be the tingle. But the the, the retro is nice, too. The retro on this is just phenomenal. I really like this. Really, really good, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm probably, I might be turned around. It's like I said, it's still not my favorite, my father, but because they just have so many good ones. I mean, you, you, if you have 12, one of them is going to be number 12. I mean, plain and simple. Sure. I like the smell of the smoke on this one, too. That's just, it's got a very nice... Yep. Aroma. Mm-hmm. It's burned um, also very well, mm-hmm. very consistently with a nice amount of smoke. Yep. Not a Nika Rustica amount of smoke. Yeah, no, it's not like it's smoking here, but it's not like you can you can definitely see there's a lot of there's well yeah, but there's there, a lot there's of smoke a lot of smoke, it. but right. Yeah. But it, all right. So the album this week is coming from somebody out there. Um this one is actually coming from Eric. Hello. <laughs> This one is coming from Eric, uh, part of the Burndown guys, the Burndown podcast, which we were on their show, I guess, three weeks ago. And then uh, we talked about music quite a bit on their show. We do. We talk about music quite a bit. On every show. On every show. (laughs) So, but, uh, so Eric, uh, we kind of had the same taste. And he was you like, did. He was like, bonded. Hey, yeah, I mean, it was. Hugged virtually. Yeah, it was. He likes the crab crotch music too? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, Yes. God, crab crotch. Yes. Uh, he does. Yes. Yeah. The answer well, that is was yes. Ju- that was Justin. Eric liked more like that, that vibey kind of yeah. stuff that I I like too. So he gave a, he gave me one to check out that I, you know, I never heard of before. Yes. And uh, her name is Tash uh, uh, Sultana, I believe is how you say it. <laughs> probably I'm, not. Probably not. But you know, <laughs> that's I'm like a, a raisin man. <laughs> yes. But what, so what's cool is she's a one man band. Um, she plays woman. every one one woman band. Yes, 
she plays everything. Um, she'll start off with like a, she'll do a beat, like kind of like the, the board that I have. She'll start with a beat and then just layer guitar over that and then layer bass and then do vocals and everything. So she's like a singer songwriter. She is a singer songwriter. I wonder if she does everything. I saw before I saw, um, Kim Ritchie in Philadelphia like six years ago. Well, we she, had a woman who did that, and it was, and she would just keep laying stuff down, and it was her opening act. It, it might be so. She, she got popular on YouTube. That's how she became kind of known. Was she was just doing these these songs and stuff uh, just in her bedroom. Okay, uh, but we're gonna do uh, the album is called Flow State. Yep. So that's gonna be our. Ours this Eric. week. So we'll do that. Yep. And if we, so if we choose the same song, it'll just be one song. If we two choose two songs or if we it'll don't be, choose the same song, it'll be two songs. Okay. So that'll be, uh, that'll be that one for this week coming up. Okay. And then next week we're back on our own next and week. And, and, then we'll, special and, then, and then we'll have, you. yeah, and then we'll special. Yeah. Then we'll have three. I've already got mine picked out for you too. Um, yeah. So we'll go, then we'll do three weeks of ours and then we already have the next person lined up. For, Who's the next person? Uh, Kevin from LCC. Oh, yep. Kevin, one of my favorite people. Yep. So he, he is totally he, awesome. He's going to be the next uh, listener album. He is the one who was friends in high school or sometime early yes, in his life with, uh, with the Bayside guys. Members of Bayside, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> which he texted uh, either yesterday or this morning, I forget. He was like, he just texted on the thing. He's like, hey, I, I haven't seen him since like junior high school. I'm like, ah, well, it was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you were trying to connect with oh, them. So man, I was keep, trying. I was, you yeah. know, hey, you, you, if you don't, you know, you're. It's always going to be a no if you don't ask. So right. I mean, you got to you got to. So it Aaron's there. a huge Bayside fan. Do you know Bayside? Yeah, I, didn't I just know those Bayside Rollers people, but yeah. I think it's not that thing. Not, thing. not no. the same Bayside. No. No. S a t u r. Exactly. T u r. Night. Which makes me think of some American act murderer. Head down. Yes. So we are. There you go. There's D and I's relationship in, a, in yeah, 30 in, seconds. In, there in you a, go. In a nutshell. Yep. So we are now to Mark's favorite part. Mark's favorite part. And this one has nothing to do with. There's no nipple rubbing okay, in this excellent. one. That's, that's you're what actually going to, your, your answer is going to count on this one. Spectacular. Yep. <laughs> All right. Ding. <laughs> I need to, I, I, I need to isolate his sound and put it on the board. Yep. So that's, that's the one thing. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Million dollars. But? However. Every, every time you hear a car honk, this is the long part, you have a 50% chance of being the most loved or the most hated person on earth for the rest of the day. Oh, that's easy. I mean, I was a teacher. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can live with it. 50-50 chance is not bad. I mean, have you been on Facebook? I know. <laughs> thankfully, I'm not. Twitter, so first of Twitter, all, one of those things. It's so how like, many you times know. do you, so every day? I don't know if I hear a car honk. I mean, I, okay, so I guess when I lock my, lock my oh, car. I turn mine off. I can't stand that noise. Yeah. Because so. I learned that you could turn the noise off. I made it so it doesn't honk. So like my, my, my Subaru doesn't do that, but my truck does honk when I lock it. I might have to switch. So let's that. just assume you hear uh, once we, a day. We drive to work. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm going to cut you off so that you're forced <laughs> to honk at me. And so um, let's just assume you hear a horn. So you're going to be every other day, you're going to be the most loved in it. And then every other day, you're going to be the most hated person in the world. 
I don't know. The doxing these days, man. Send people to your house. Yep. Yeah, but then like the other time you're going to be like, you'll have a statue. They can't build a statue in a day, motherfucker. It could be a small statue. Ooh, so that was like the very first um, uh, Kickstarter thing I ever involved in was like helping to build a statue of RoboCop in Detroit. I like donated a hundred bucks to it because I was like, if I'm going to be a part of history and my name's going to be on a statue, that's the one I want my name on. And so they're like nearly done with it. It's awesome. I gotta. Oh wait, they're actually doing it. Oh yeah, like it's been going she on for seven years because it's like it's this like nine foot tall statue out of bronze, and they've been working on it because it's this Kickstarter thing, right? And so they've been doing it, and they send you these updates and. My name's going to be on that thing, man. It it would be the reason I go to Detroit is to see the RoboCop statue that my name is on. <laughs> so your, oh, so your I, extra name's going to be on D, it. Yeah, Deanne Robinson. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, it's just, like I said, very first Kickstarter thing I ever did, I went, I, I got to get in on this. I don't know if I've ever... No, I actually, I take it back. The The one Kickstarter that I, uh, I put money to was the, um, uh, the Super Troopers 2 movie. Of course. Yeah, I did. I did that one. So I don't think you two have a concept of what is what it would like to be the most hated or loved person on the planet. And so I'm a no. But I think you two are underestimating how destructive either being the most hated or loved person in the world would be to your life, and it would not be worth a million dollars. See, the more I think about it, the more I'm like the most hated, just, again, seeing how fast these internet mobs, like, devastate people. Devastate and if it's like life. every other day it happened like that, that would be really tough. I mean, but okay. okay. I, I, I mean, if it was, if it was a regional thing, if it was just the people in my, you know, vicinity. But, okay. but I would argue that being the most loved person in the world can be equally as destructive, but in, because you couldn't go out. Right. I mean, but okay. Justin so, Bieber. So, so who, who would you say is the most hated person in the world right now? That's what I'm saying. If you can't, if we can't name the same person, then does that even count? I don't know. We can't talk about that right, <laughs> right. now. Can okay, we? fine. <laughs> oh, we weren't going there. I'm like, dude. Okay, who's the most loved person? Because I don't think person? we're going to have an issue with that. Who's most, the most loved person? Um, in the world? Right now, yeah. Who who would you think would Dolly is the Dolly mo- Parton, duh. Oh, she's probably not even the most loved person in Dolly Tennessee. has the highest Q rating in the world because be right nobody actually. dislikes Dolly. That's one of these things. So it's like they've done this study where it's like, why does no one dislike Dolly? Uh, because everybody loves Dolly. Because she's just that person that, that not that you don't even have to like her music. Gonna, it's her as a person. She's just this. She's disrespect Okay, who, who do you, who do you think who do you think has more play, Dolly Parton or Betty White? Betty White is pretty amazing. I mean, Dolly Parton, but I'm going to go Betty White, but Dolly Parton gives books to kids and she helps rebuild Tennessee when it burns down. But and people are checking on Betty White to make sure that she can make it to a hundred during COVID. Nobody's checking on Dolly. Did Parton. you hear Dolly Parton was, was laying in tracks so that people can record songs of hers that she, once she is gone, she's controlling her music even after she's gone. So, so she's gonna, I love she Betty is White. the original kick-ass female woman. She went in and was like, yeah. this is my music, Dolly and I Parton. own it, and you don't get Dolly it. Dolly Parton is I the love best. Dolly. I, I got too. to see her at the Ryman. It was one of the best, most amazing things oh, in the world. That is awesome. I'm not going to lie. No, that, Dolly, right Dolly in Dolly. the church is just... In I'm, I'm going to piss off a bunch of people. I can't name one Dolly Parton song. You don't have to I know her songs. What you, you know Dolly. You know Whitney Houston? I mean, I know the Bodyguard song. I will always love you. Yeah, dude, it was in the and best you know little whorehouse in Texas. The first, you, you, you got to see the best you, little whorehouse you know in Texas. Do, you know Whitney Houston's song? It's got I will Burt always Reynolds love in you. It. Yeah, yeah. 
That's where it came from. She because it was Burt Reynolds. You know who wrote that song? Was it Ali Barton? Yes, she wrote it. Cole Porter. Did she like? So so is that a cover? Dolly Whitney Whitney covered Dolly. Dolly wrote that song. She was in a long term partnership, musical partnership for Cole Porter, and she was trying to leave Cole Porter that partnership and. So one night she said, Cole Porter, I'm no longer going to be on, on your TV show. And one night she wrote that song for Cole Porter and then gave him that song. And then the next day she left their musical partnership. But, so but, she wrote it one night, that song. One I mean, night. When, when I saw her that play, song. when I, at the Ryman, she played 11 instruments. 11. The woman is wicked. And she plays it with like four inch talon fingernails. I mean, she is insane. You and would know. She, she's when I tell you, you would know she's written thousands of, of songs, coat of many colors. And Jolene, 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 Jolene. No. Oh, you don't wow. know. Jolene. Oh my gosh. I, like, I don't know. It. Dolly Parton. I mean, I listen to the crap crotch stuff. You do. Oh my gosh. This, this is put that on a button. <laughs> 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 but now, so uh, yeah, I, I I can have a little. I I don't typically get like celebrity oh, moment, but Dolly Dolly's Dolly the, does. The oh my gosh! She, uh, I don't know. If she's the but most she's got this sense of humor. I mean, could, I mean uh, nine to five, stumble out of bed and stumble through the kid. I mean, she wrote that. I mean, it's just oh, you know nine to five. You know nine to five with the typewriter and uh, what? Like there's a typewriter in the song. Yes. Uh, yeah. The clickety click. Tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen, pour oh. myself. And she's got the best way to you know, pour myself a cup of ambition. That is just a great line. You know, it's, got, you know, it's just, she's, she's a genius, dude. I mean, it might be because I didn't grow up around it. I mean, it might, I just, I didn't have access. To, I mean, I guess I had access to it. She is amazing. I mean, she's an amazing artist. She has an amazing voice. I, I see, I she see in the future artist. a Dolly Parton album I'm going to nope. have to listen to. Nope, you won't. I'm not going to give you country music. I, I don't want to do that. But um, I don't mind. Dolly Parton. No, I wouldn't give you a Dolly Parton one. I would give you something else if I did. But um, I mean, she does donate books to charity. She She's an amazing human being. She's, she's got one. this program where if you are under the age of five and it's anywhere in the country, you can just send this thing in saying, hey, I got a kid. And they send him a book every month. Because she's, I mean, she's not just out there going, we need to work on literacy. She's doing something about it. Right. I mean, she grew up, you know, was it 11 brothers and sisters or yeah. something? And she, and she's got this huge family up there yeah. in the Appalachians. And she is not just saying, yeah, this is kind of a problem. She's taking her money and she's putting her money where their mouth is. Yeah. And she's trying to actually fix things. And, and she's just one of these people that she's, she knows how to, um, yeah. To make everybody feel like they're loved and not offend anybody, but still speak her mind. Well, she's and it's funny. a magnificent talent. Yeah. She's, I know you and I have been talking a lot about uh, speaking out on issues. She is one of those people who doesn't necessarily speak out on issues. She, uh, she, she does. does stuff. She does stuff about it. It's, <laughs> she's not a talker. She's a walker. Yeah. She's amazing. So the so she's the most loved person in I the world. Or she's got the highest Q rating. She's I've got the highest that, Q rating, which I means write. she's got the most positive, positive favorable yeah. ratings. Okay. Because I would think maybe like uh, Ronaldo or someone like that. I don't know who it'd oh, be. It wouldn't be a poly- no. I mean, well, I mean, but think about Ron- it. Ronaldo's most love so polarized. Well, that's just yeah. I mean, again, she's so it'd not- be Messi. Who would it be? But you're gonna have to have somebody who is well liked. A sports figure would probably be the answer because it's not gonna be a politician. No. I don't trust people who 
idolize politicians. So. I don't trust people who idolize sports figures either. I agree well, with you on true, politicians. Yeah, so. well, I mean, who? Okay, but who, it would who, have who, to be Messi or somebody. It have to be a soccer player because it would have to be somebody world, who, yeah, worldwide. worldwide. Yeah. Sorry, the last soccer player I know is Pele, man. <laughs> so, but I Beckham. Wow. I Beckham. So, yeah, because yeah. I bend it like Beckham. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good as uh, Lost City, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I need to watch it. I need to watch. I like Andy Garcia. Yeah. I mean, Andy Garcia is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, if you had to sit down and smoke a cigar with somebody, he'd be somebody to sit. Yeah. And smoke so with. he he had a uh, he was on Top Gear, which I love. Top. Gear. I love Top Gear. And uh, so he was talking. The, he was telling the story about you know how you know his dad, you know, you know brought everybody over from Cuba and just like all the stuff they had to go through to you know get. Get, get over here and just like crazy. So yep. yeah, I'll, I'll check out the movie. <laughs> I'll check out the movie. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Dying. Over so, but if you, if you want a, a fun Dolly movie, it, it, it's one that doesn't, but it is best little whorehouse in Texas and it's Burt Reynolds and it's Dolly Parton. And, and the song I will always love you for, you know, is in there because she and, and it's uh, are in there and they're dancing to it. And it's just, it's, it's one of those movies that definitely would not get made today, but no, um, at all, a little, uh, ever. It's a bit on the risque side. It is, but but it's uh, well, the, t- the title. Yeah, d- yeah, d- yeah. But but it's hard candy. Christmas came out of that movie, and yeah, but yeah. he so. is. He's great in that movie, and she is. She's amazing. She's. <laughs> She's just amazing. But but so about Burt Reynolds, this is something I just learned. The reason he grew a mustache, you know why he grew a mustache? Because he w- was told that he looked like somebody else. And he, Marlon Brando. And, and he, he didn't want to look like Marlon Brando, so he well, grew and a so, mustache. But there's, there's this great Twilight episode thing that he was in where he was doing this tremendous, tremendous impression of Marlon Brando that I highly recommend finding on YouTube and watching because you go, oh, he did look a lot like Brando, but apparently when they met each other, Brando told him, he said, I, I was really pissed off. He's like, you're cashing in on looking like me. And Burt Reynolds said to him, he said, he was like, he says, he says, at least I'm never going to get fat like you. I promise. And that's, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just sort of this. It's why he grew a mustache and he kept his figure trim. Cause he was, he was like, he wasn't going to get fat like Brando. So that was his thing. There you but, go. Uh, but master mustache worked for him. You know? Yeah. Reynolds was awesome. Smoking oh. the Bandit, greatest oh, yeah. I mean, movie oh, ever. Yeah, I mean that's a great man. I mean, I yeah. love that one. Snowman, yeah. Snowman. Yeah, yeah. dog I, jumping. But I remember yeah. the whole the Coors thing. Like my dad loved Coors when I was yeah. a kid, and being up in Same Alaska, and you and so Smoking the Bandit like spoke to us. It was a thing. <laughs> so if, I, you, if you didn't, because you're too young for this, but you don't remember when you you it wasn't you couldn't take it across state lines. So my it was dad, a really big. We lived in deal. Illinois. My dad drove to Missouri because you could not get it on the eastern side of of the Mississippi River. And my dad drove to Missouri to get cores and bring it back because it was forbidden fruit, and they all loved it. <laughs> and think about what we think about cores now. At least what I think about cores now. How, um, and then we're just ruining them as a sponsor. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I just don't like cores. It is, um, it is Budweiser. We've ruined them as a sponsor. Um, it's, it's just not. It's so just, you, you want to go ahead and knock off Miller too? Yes. Well, I mean, okay. they started That's making fine. all the light beers, and it's oh, just, it's just horrible. And I don't like cores either. And I, I've had people say, "Well, you didn't taste it back in the '70s," and I said, "That's true," because I was, for the record, uh, 14 when <laughs> that changed. But for the record. Um, that's why I like Stone Throw so much because it doesn't taste like water. Water, um, their beer actually has flavor, yeah. like a lot of really good flavor. But um, 
but uh, yeah, they oh, and you just go that was such crappy beer, but it was. It's it reminds me of Cuban cigars because people talk so much about it, but a lot of it's just forbidden fruit, right? And so, uh, Coors beer was the car, uh, Cuban cigars of the seventies. I remember that so distinctly. And it was it was a very my, my dad uh, was one of those that when they'd bring him a beer and they said, "Do you want to, do you want a glass with that?" And dad would be, "It comes in a glass." You know, my dad always drank out of the bottle. It was his thing. He 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 refused to drink Coors beer into a glass. It comes in a glass. So, do they have little kings in um, the you know with the the glass green glass bottle? Because that was a big thing in Illinois. I don't remember that. My dad was a Michelob drinker. Okay, so he was you know he was refined a little bit. Yeah, my daddy liked Michelob. Oh yeah, I remember too. My parents were over in uh, uh, Europe when they when you know my mom always jokes that their first overseas assignment was Oma, Louisiana but uh <laughs> so when they first got married but then they moved over to uh the Netherlands they were in Groningen um oh. and and uh so you know that's where dad sort of really learned to drink beer was over in in Europe which is you know obviously very different from the beers you have in the states yep. and uh <clears throat> but mom would would go to uh she would go to London just to go get a good hamburger because it was the great American disaster was which, which became the hard rock cafe. Mom would go over there and do that just because when she would be just craving. And so Burger. when, uh, when, when uh, she got pregnant with me, daddy was out on the, um, on the North sea on the platforms. And so she got on the radio to tell him and, and then she was like, did, did I just tell the whole North sea I was pregnant? And dad was like, yes, you did. Yes, so, you did. <laughs> so, but she, uh, and then they shortly moved after after that moved to Bahrain and went and uh, but yeah so the, but that's my parents were over there for a while and and getting to go back over when my because my cousin I come from a family of very big people and um my cousin six six three twenty was one of the Texas one hundred which if you're not from the states or even from the south the Texas one hundred was like the top hundred football players in Texas in a given year and um so he he played in the European League for a while. And so he was over there, and we got to fly over and watch him play the. He was playing for the Barcelona Dragons, and they played the, uh, um, the Amsterdam Admirals. And it was when Kurt Warner was playing. I got to see Kurt yeah. Warner play. Um, oh, sweet! Yeah, and and it was so funny to me because they're playing in a Stalker Stadium, and and they of course have to modify the field to make it fit. And <laughs> the uh, the Dutch cheered more for the cheerleaders than they cheered for the actual game. It was hysterical sure. because every time the cheerleaders would come on, they would just lose their shit. They would just go nuts <laughs> and because they don't have cheerleaders in soccer. Yeah, no. And, and, but then the football game would happen and it'd be just sort of this silence. Which, <laughs> like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And then the cheerleaders would come back out and they'd all go insane. And it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And so we're over there and my cousin was just like, Oh, Andy's like, you know, our aunt Opal, I'm down there in Spain and they keep feeding me all this seafood. And he said, it's good. He says, but I'm just losing all this weight. He's like under 300 pounds and they're just throwing me around like a leaf and my mom who was six one and just big woman who just got giggles so bad about you know being 300 pounds and being just chunked around like a leaf i thought that was really funny but uh awesome yeah so cool but yeah so going go back and visit netherlands and see where mom and daddy had first been overseas was kind of fun and getting to I bet. their first international experience real international experience not just cajuns so <laughs> cajun is uh, that that is another part of the world though oh well, yeah I have my cats are Boudreaux and Thibodeau because, you know, you got to have your Cajuns. <laughs> Call out to Sean. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know. Well, we're glad you're on the show this week. Well, I've enjoyed it tremendously. This is awesome. Yep. I'm glad you finally had me. I was, yeah, I was starting to feel like, you know, 
hurt. I was going to cry. It was, it was, it was sad. <laughs> well, as we, as we talked about, we, as we were on a guest on, um, uh, on another show yesterday that came out today, we, we are the show that cries a lot. We <laughs> cries are. A lot. The crying game, I think we <laughs> were called. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But you know, this, this, it's, it's a safe place here. We get to do that, you yep, know, yep. and, and, and again, coming back to, I know I was saying that women get too emotional, but it, it is, you get to be here and you get to talk about those things that do make you emotional, you know, yep. and it's okay. Yep. It, it, it's not that super tough and we don't, we don't, we don't get, a, we don't get sad. We're, you know, it, we, it's okay to go. Yeah, I really sucked. That was tough, yep. Yep. you know, and, and when you talk about your daddies, it's yeah, stuff. I mean, I'll not, I'll cry right now if I talked about my dad. I just, yeah. you know, because that that anniversary is coming up for me. It's going to be yeah. fifteen years since Mama died and ten years since Daddy died, and it yeah. falls on Father's Day this year is my mom's birthday when she did die, and it's just it, you know, my daddy died five days before that, like five years later. But it's a it's, it's a really hard week for me, and I it's bet. um. You know, and this is one of these things that I come in here, and this is a place my dad would have loved. He really would have loved to be here and, and to be able to have these conversations and sit with people. And it's it's really wonderful to come in and have that atmosphere where it's just people sitting around talking. And you do have those people who are their faces and their phones, mm-hmm. but more often than not, they're not out. You know, unless people are looking up facts to see if they prove that they're right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> look up movies they can't remember yeah. but but it, but it really is it's you just you yep. sit and you talk yep and that's i mean that's why we're glad that you're you know part of the west end family and just the cigar cigar culture family in general so yep all right well that's uh Go and wrap it up, and we'll. Is there like a group hug at the end or something that I don't uh, yeah. see normally? Can't COVID. Mm. Okay. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we will see everybody next week. Uh, Good. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> Later.